Welcome back to the Choosing Simple podcast. I am your host, Amy Fuel. I'm an author, blogger, homesteading mama, wife, and whatever hat I can wear that week. <laughs> Welcome to episode four of the Choosing Simple podcast. We like to talk about how everyday life, mundane life, and even the hard situations in every single one of them, even if you live a simple life, you have to choose to make it simple. So thanks for joining me on today's podcast. Let's get started. Okay, so last week I actually posted a little questionnaire thing on my Instagram page. And basically like you can ask me whatever questions you want to ask me and and we always get lots of fun questions that way. But I knew some questions were going to come in that would give me some great topics for the podcast. And this one question I really wanted to address um, the quickest because it's a question that I get all the time. And the question is, how do you find joy in the busy, chaotic life that you live? So any mama has a busy, chaotic life. How do you find joy in being a mom and running a homestead and running a business? How do you do that? How do you take time and be joyful? Because it can be stressful. You can go through a lot of struggles during the day, during the week, during the month, during the year. How do you find joy? And so that's this week's topic. And I think that everyone can kind of appreciate this topic because In the world of busy, you know, in a world that glorifies busy, we live a simple life and we're wondering, okay, if I'm going to be this busy, then how do I really enjoy this? You know, it reminds me of an incident that happened um, a couple of years ago. My, I'm a pretty joyful person just by nature. I feel like I, I don't know, this is one of my good character traits. I don't really um, worry about a lot of stuff, but I, I certainly have my struggles as much as the next person. And I get really overwhelmed when I have a lot to do. And we're going to talk about being overwhelmed in a future podcast, but when I get overwhelmed, I don't do so good. Like I'm not a nice person. I am a miserable person to be around. I can take my frustrations out on anybody and everybody just like anybody else. But something happened a couple years ago that really started changing my perspective on joy. It, my grandma was in the hospital. Um, she was not doing very good, you know, to my standards. Um, and I remember just, she was in the emergency room and I remember just feeling really bad for her. And I, I got to the emergency room. She'd been there for a while and everybody was a little frantic and ruffled up a little bit. And, and I walked in and I had told myself before I walked in, I'm just going to smile. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to smile. And I walked in and I saw her and I smiled and she looked at me and her face just lit up and she goes, <laughs> I'll never forget it. I will never forget this moment. She goes, there's my Amy. She's always happy. She's always joyful. And I sat there and I'm like, I'm, I'm not feeling joyful right now. I, I'm just not, but 
you know, then I started thinking about it. When I go to see her, I try to be joyful. Like I, in general, I don't try to purposefully let people know I'm going through something in life or purposefully let people know that I'm dealing with some bad emotions or stuff. I'm just not that type of person. That's not my characteristic. I, I like to keep a lot of that stuff to myself. Um, I think that's why I can be so joyful because a lot of my issues I deal with on my own first and with God first. And then if I need further encouragement, I will express my, my frustrations with somebody else. And then of course there's always the off the whim stuff. Somebody catches you off guard and you know, that's another different story, but just life in general, that's my character characteristic. And the word joy really stuck out to me when she said that. So the first thing I want to tell you is that, you know, the world and people condemn realness, but then they also condemn, um, the face, the happy face that you put on and they say, you're a fake, you're a phony. You know, in that moment, I wasn't a fake or a phony. I, I wanted to smile because I wanted to, to be joy for her, you know, in this dark moment, if I had walked in there and been frantic and chaotic and, and just, expressing my my frustration that she was in there and and wanting her to get better that wouldn't have made her feel any better right it's kind of the same concept with my kid you know if he's upset and he's frustrated and he's really having a bad day if I add my frustration into that he's gonna have an even worse day so I wanted to say to you it's okay to put on a happy face when you're not happy and I feel like the world condemns that so much. Oh, you're fake. No, you're not fake. You are choosing to put on a happy face in the midst of a situation that may be stressful or chaotic or sad or hurtful. That's not being fake. That's just not adding more fuel to the fire. It's choosing your character. You know, it's it's choosing your to change your character. The other part of that is there's, you know, the scripture that says we hold every thought captive. And I actually do have a podcast coming up on that. But in that moment, you're choosing to hold every thought captive and you're going to choose joy. And just like we have to choose simple, you're going to find that in the everyday chaos, you have to choose joy, which is part of choosing simple. So since that time, I've, I've made an active move as much as I can't listen, I fail. You're going to fail at this, by the way. Um, to try and choose joy in every situation that I'm in doesn't mean you can't feel the struggle. Doesn't mean you shouldn't. And you should. You should feel the struggle of your day and the chaos. And it's okay to break down from that. It's okay to show the, the, the realness of the struggle, too. But it's also okay to put on a good face. It really is. So I, I just want to encourage you with that because that is part of finding joy in this chaos. Okay. Because what you're going to find is when you put on a happy face, it makes everybody else around you happy. And in return, that can make you happier too. Okay. That's the first thing. That's, that's the first piece of advice I have for you. So the second piece of advice is, you know, life is crazy when you are a homesteading mom or dad. I know we have some dads on here that listen, it can get chaotic. A lot of homesteading families have, um, outside of the homestead jobs, 
my husband and I both have jobs. I, I think goodness can stay at home and do my job, but my husband has to leave and that's fine. He actually really enjoys doing the job that he has, but, um, it can get stressful. So if you're a mom that's working outside the home or just, just a woman in general, and then you're coming home and then you're dealing with all the other stress, that's hard. If you're a mama at home, taking care of your kids, homeschooling, homesteading, you know, homemaking, home, 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 <laughs> that's a lot. And then, you know, then you're gardening, then you're taking care of livestock. And, and literally there are some days where I wake up in the morning at five o'clock and the next thing I know, it's five o'clock in the evening. Number one, I don't feel like I've accomplished anything yet. I've accomplished lots of things. And number two, I'm like, where did the day go? I feel like I didn't have any time for me. You know, like I, I need to meet myself somewhere in the day. I have found when I get really overwhelmed in a day, it's because number one, I haven't met God that day. That's the first and foremost thing. But really number two, it's because I haven't met myself. You know, the Bible says that God meets us where we are. We got to meet ourselves where we are too. You know, it's really important. We have a lot of expectations on ourselves and sometimes we don't get them done and that's tough for us. And that causes more stress or sometimes we do get them all done and then the day is gone and we're left feeling like, um, kind of empty, you know, how do you find joy in that? So my biggest biggest suggestion for this. And I do this and you shouldn't feel guilty for doing this is to take the time each and every day, even if it's only 15 minutes, take the time each and every day to do something that brings you joy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So gardening might bring you joy, but it could also be stressful. Choose something in your life that brings you joy. I'm going to give you an example. A friend of mine, I love her dearly. I'm going to get her on this podcast one day, actually, I think. But um, she was she had a baby in October. And um, I was with her one day during Bible study. And she had said something that it really stuck with me. And I think it stuck to, with me specifically for this podcast. Um, she's a weaver. She's a very talented weaver. And she makes beautiful tapestries just weave 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 she's amazing and um she had said that since the baby came she hadn't had a lot of time to do any weaving but that she had started making time even if it was like 10 minutes a day to do it because it was good for her mental health postpartum it was something that she loved doing that was within her normal routine every day before baby came that brought her joy and even if it was just 10 minutes, she said it, it would, it helped her get through postpartum, helped her get through the baby blues, helped her, you know, get through all of that. It's the same in everyday life. You know what? If find what brings you joy, if bringing you joy is a 10 minute bath in a soaking bathtub, do that. Take the time to do it. Listen, the house will not burn down in 10 minutes. <laughs> your husband can watch your kids for 10 minutes. Your oldest child could watch your kids for 10 minutes. You know, you've got to take the time, even just 10 minutes, to do one thing every day that brings you joy. So you might be saying, well, what? what's her one thing? Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a weird, weird person, okay? I love working, okay? My 
my passion um, in a lot of my day-to-day stuff is, is, are my businesses and growing my businesses. So my 10 minutes might look like sitting down after the baby's gone to bed and working. But besides that, because it seems kind of nerdish, if I have no work to do, um, I will sit down and I will, you know, write a song. I love songwriting. Um, I will sit down and read a book, you know, or I will sit down and surf Pinterest for 10 minutes because there's a lot of things that I want to look at when we're, you know, we're getting ready to build a house. That brings me joy to look at that stuff and get ideas. It might mean you have to sacrifice some time. Either you have to get up extra early or you go to bed extra late. But those minutes of doing something that brings you joy, and and it could even turn into hours. You know, if my baby is in bed by eight o'clock, now sometimes he'll wake up between eight and 11, but not fully awake. I can do lots of things that bring me joy between eight o'clock and 11 o'clock. And I know some people are like, whoa, I'm dead by nine. So, well, then you put your bed, you know, put the kids to bed at 730. My, my oldest, I put, he was in bed by seven o'clock every night before, uh, well, by the age of up until the age of six. I mean, he was in, in bed by every night by seven o'clock and he knew not to get out of bed in the morning until a certain time, depending on the day and the week. And we plan to do that with our, with our next little one. But you might think, oh my gosh, I'm going to be dead in the morning or at night because I'm going to be so tired. But your body actually adjusts, which is really, really interesting. Like I thought I was going to die <laughs> when I first started waking up early and going to bed late. But actually I haven't died yet and my body adjusted and I don't feel any different than I did when I was getting more sleep, to be honest with you. So just keep that in mind. Um, you know, take time each day to do something that brings you joy. We'll be right back for part two of this podcast, right after this message from one of our sponsors. Thanks for listening. Now let's get back to part two of our podcast. And then when all else fails, I always like to go to scripture. And actually, it shouldn't be when all else fails, but you know, sometimes when you're in the moment, you don't think about going to the Bible. Um, but I have these scriptures almost memorized in many ways, so that I can remind myself when I'm in the midst of any any emotion or an overwhelmed moment, I can remind myself of these. And I'm going to put all of this information in the show notes of this episode, so you can go back and read them and write them down if you want to. But the first one is First Thessalonians five, sixteen through eighteen, and it says, "Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus." So, you know, when I'm in the midst of all of this chaos, I re- I'm reminded to rejoice, but I have to choose to rejoice. I'm reminded to pray, but I have to choose to pray, and I have to give thanks. So those those are things I have to choose because that's God's will for us. The next one is Romans 12, 12, and it says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction and faithful in prayer. Sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? Sounds kind of like the first verse, but just a little bit different. And it's telling us to be joyful. Okay. 
the next verse, which is really, really interesting. It kind of has to deal with homesteading. It's a, it's Habakkuk 3, 17 through 18. And it says, though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my savior. So you know what? Those years when the rain takes out your garden or your crop of whatever kind you have or when something happens in your life that is just crazy and nothing happens the way it's supposed to, remember those verses. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. That doesn't say in this verse that the joy is just going to come. It that's This is active. I will rejoice. You're choosing to rejoice in the Lord. You're choosing to be joyful in God. And I think that's really, really important for us to remember. And then there's one more verse that I like to talk about. Um, And, you know, some people are like, oh my gosh, this sounds so horrible. But it's really not. Um, so this is in Second Corinthians, and it, it basically talking about weaknesses and, and insults. It's Second Corinthians twelve ten, and it says that is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, and in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And I actually, I'm going to get on my Bible, my Bible here. Um, so this is actually Paul talking about basically the thorn in his side. Okay, I'm actually going to start back again um, because I feel like reading the whole section will really, really make this stand out to you. So it's Second Corinthians 12 and um, it's going to start in, let's see, verse 6. Let's do that. So 12 verse 6, even if I choose to boast, I would not be a fool because I would be speaking the truth, but I refrain. So no one would think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say, but because of these surpassingly great revelations. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in my weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Isn't that a powerful statement? You know, Paul is pleading with God to take these difficulties away. And the reality is that God's response is, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. We are weak vessels, guys. We are human. We are not God. And God knows our weaknesses. God knows that we have struggles that are hard to get through. He, it's no surprise to him. And he cares. Even the struggles of the overwhelm, he cares about them. So I would encourage you to, to really think about that scripture and understand that God, God really cares about you and, and how you're feeling. And just take that time to sit with him and remember those scriptures. Again, I'm going to link them in the show notes below. So those are the three things. Those are the three things of how I personally find joy in the everyday chaos. When there are squash bugs everywhere, when the rain comes and washes out all the seeds I just planted, when my kids are acting crazy, 
Um, and I just have way too many things to accomplish as a mom and a homesteader and an entrepreneur. And I'm like, whoa, where's the day gone? Or whoa, when's this day going to be over? You know, this is how I find joy. I put on a good face because that's important. It's not fake. It's me choosing joy. First thing. Second thing. I choose joy. (laughs) But I remember to choose joy by doing something, even just a small thing that brings me joy, that actively brings me joy every day. So for my friend that I mentioned, that's weaving, creating things. For you, it might look like knitting or crocheting. It might look like writing, reading, taking a bath, washing dishes. There are some of you who just love to clean, you know, washing dishes. How many people, I can't tell you, have said, how many ladies have messaged me and said they listen to me while they're washing dishes because that's the only time they have to listen to the podcast. And I just think that's wonderful. That's what I do too. Or, you know, maybe it looks like you go outside and you sit under a tree and you pray for, for 10 minutes out of the day, or you stay awake late at night and, and get things done, get work done, get housework done, whatever, whatever it is, choose one thing every single day. Self-care is not bad. You know, I read a report recently that said, not a report, but an article that said, that said self-care wasn't biblical. Yes, it absolutely is biblical. And self-care should always include God, right? But you know what? It's okay to take care of yourself. It surely is okay to take care of yourself. Because if you're not taking care of yourself, then you can't take care of your family. So choose something every day that makes you be joyful. And then last and certainly not least is to think about those scriptures. Go through the scriptures. Google it if you have to. And go through scriptures that talk about joy and hide those in your heart and remind yourself of those things when you're feeling really, really unjoyful. And many times you're going to find that in every scripture that talks about joy, it talks about you choosing to be joyful. That's hard. That's a, that's really hard in a lot of situations. You know, when, when a loved one dies, when a child is sick and in the hospital, when you're, you're, you lost a job or your spouse lost a job, when when your farm is dependent on a crop and it fails, those are hard situations to choose joy in. But God doesn't tell us to do things just for his benefit. He tells us to do things for our benefit as well, which I find more and more every day when I study the Bible is that a lot of times God will tell us or command us to do things and in return, they actually bless us greatly. Choose joy in every situation And even if that situation is still bad and still doesn't turn out the way that you think it should, there's always a reason. And I promise you, you will never, ever, ever once regret choosing joy. All right, guys, I'm so thankful that you joined me for this week's podcast If you wouldn't mind leaving a review, if you're on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform you're on, that really helps me out a lot and helps more people find the podcast. I'm still just so brand new into the podcast world and I'm really, really loving it. Like, I I love it. It's so far my favorite thing that I do, even more than blogging, which is crazy, but I think it's because it only takes me like 30 minutes and I've literally 
done this podcast while the baby's sleeping and he just woke up of course but if you enjoyed it make sure you share it and um don't forget to choose simple this week guys it's just so important all right have a great day i'll talk to you soon till the next time bye